0: welcome to the joy of sunflowers podcast we release podcasts here in part and in full on the joy of sunflowers website the joy of sunflowers podcast is about sisterhood through infertility and pregnancy loss we cover a range of topics including fertility pregnancy after loss and so much more i speak with a range of people including wellness professionals medical experts and beautiful mamas the aim of this podcast is to bring you information and experiences that will validate and equip you for whatever season you find yourself in right now. Hi Jay, welcome to the Joy of Sunflowers. Thank you so much for joining me. Please
1: introduce yourself a little bit more. Hi, thank you so much for the invite. Um, so uh, my name is Jay, uh, we live in England Um and our journey started in 2020 we had this um innocent thought that um yeah we're pregnant first time and um it wasn't as easy as we thought from then there to now
0: yeah it seems to be a uh, many women's stories these days um So let's start at the very beginning. Um, Did you always know you wanted to have
1: kids or was it something that you sort of moved towards? No, I I always knew I wanted to have kids. So when I was at college, I always thought that when I'm 22, I'll have kids um, starting and and probably by now they would be already, uh, I'm 40 now, and they would be already big um yeah it was always my dream and and all my friends always said like oh you I'm sure you'll be an awesome mom um yeah
0: yeah so it's really been a dream I, I'm the same like I always wanted to be a mom as well it was just like yeah yeah
1: and 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 my friends always say like the way I I look after people like it, it, they they can feel it that it is on me like mothering and looking after um, others, so hopefully one day we'll get there. We are uh, working on it. I mean, we 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 tried everything we can, um, and hopefully we'll get there. We're not giving up.
0: Yeah. So let's let's um, go from that sort of time, sort of where you realize that maybe things were going to be a bit more tricky than um the sort of what we're told uh you know you do the thing and you have the baby um yeah
1: right. it's it's just so weird because until you are in this journey you don't realize how many first how many people are going through these difficulties and 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 also um yeah, nobody talk about it. When at school, they just say like people get pregnant, they have babies, they grow the family, and and that's all. So it's once I have uh w- once the first miscarriage happened, I mean, I was totally innocent. I've I booked the um, the early scan, which wasn't that early. I think I booked it for nine weeks, and. Um, I started to have some bleeding around seven and a half weeks and we went to the hospital and I, I wasn't sure what was, hap- what was happening because there was, that was the first time, but I was crying so much. So they, they checked on me and, and they could see that there was a pregnancy. Um, but it was possibly, um, coming out so they sent me home and they said just have a rest we'll check you again in a um, couple of days and in two days they said come back and that was confirmed miscarriage so but, but by the time I came back home I knew it was because it was I mean it was so painful um, it was very yeah it was very difficult because I had no idea um, that was so common thing to happen to women and it was probably one of the most difficult times of my life because i had no clue um what to do did i do something could i th- prevent it to happen so i was um blaming myself so it took me a long a long long time to um tell myself that it wasn't my fault mm.
0: Yeah and it's it's amazing isn't it there's just so many layers to what we go through and what we have to deal with emotionally and like they just sent you home they didn't send you with any information or anything they're just no. like
1: oh, go
0: home for a couple of days and come back with No not- they
1: said oh so they said it could be it could be a miscarriage um but go home and rest how can you rest how can you Yeah you can't rest so yeah, and then and when I went back, it was confirmed. So I, I, it was like I lost everything on that day. I didn't know who I was anymore, what I was going to do, how things would be, how this was happening to us. It was devastating. Um, and then when we got back to the doctors, they were trying. Well, the doctor told me, "You, you know, you will be pregnant again." and it's not because it happened now it will happen again so chances are you will be pregnant very soon and you have your baby <laughs> so it was it was to me it was like okay and and I, I'm trying to live the days thinking that okay it it happened once it won't happen again mm
0: yeah that's the thing that shocks a lot of us i think especially with recurrent like loss you know you're you're told oh it was just a fluke it was just like it was probably chromosomal like we d- we don't know what it was but it was it you know
1: just keep trying that's exactly keep trying and and the chances are that you will have your family very soon mm. so I-
0: how are, how are your emotions during that that first loss, like after you had the loss and, you know, obviously shock because, you know, they sort of just sent you home and were like, yeah, we'll come back in a couple of days and then sort of confirmed it. So how did you go with the emotions?
1: It was very difficult. I had a couple of times panic attacks. It was very difficult for my husband to try and help me because then I came home and I passed the so I'm there trying to rescue it and keep it in a little pot because I wanted to take it to the hostel and when I saw it I I went completely crazy like I I think I don't even know how to explain the sensation but it's like I was out of my body and back and, and my husband trying to control me and all I wanted was just to hold on to this because that was the only thing left. And and then we took it to the hospital um, so try and see if they could investigate something all came back normal. And we never found out what was the reason of the... I mean, I think we will never know um, what happened um and i think that's the majority of the the cases for most of the women you don't know yeah. what is causing this i mean we have so many investigations and things there is i mean we kind of like have a clue what could be but we still don't know for sure what what it is and i i assume for most of the women is the same
0: yeah definitely definitely i mean from from the women I've spoken to anyway, like there are a a lot of women who just don't have answers and they probably won't ever get those answers. I definitely didn't. Um, I didn't actually know that I could take the baby if I passed it, like the, I had a sack, so (laughs) I didn't know Mm. I could take that to the hospital or to the doctors, like to get it tested. So I never did that. Um, so yeah, I, I probably, I, don't have any chance of getting answers for that for that loss but
1: and that's because we don't have in, no nobody give you the information so there's no much information on on case like this and you don't know i didn't know what to do i just thought i i if i can get any answer i want to get it and unfortunately there was nothing for that one for the first one
0: yeah so Moving on from there, um, obviously you were told to oh we'll try again. Um, so how how did that go
1: the next time? Um, so obviously we waited a little bit, and everybody, well, my friends, kept on saying you should you know um, recover yourself first. But when do you recover? When 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 are you ready for it? I mean, your body maybe there is a timeline, but in your mind you will never forget it. I will never forget what what happened. Especially, it wasn't just that one one time. Um, so, but um, I wanted to see the doctors and I wanted to have answers, but nobody give me anything so after a couple of months we start trying again and then we fell pregnant again and then there was another miscarriage and that was a little bit earlier than that but because of what happened we booked a scan earlier so i booked a scan for for six weeks so i went to i was we were driving to our first scan because for the first pregnancy I started to bleed before the scan so we went to the scan and and uh, when they were doing the scan they said I could see on his face there was something not right and he said because we went to like a private scan um, so he just said I need to refer you guys to see the hospital because um it's not how it should be for six weeks and and then we went to the hostel it took us some time they were not sure exactly but uh we had to wait a couple of days and then I started to bleed and then yeah another miscarriage unexplained Uh, that was too early we couldn't investigate anything um so we don't know what happened for this one and and then not long after that, I just said, after that, the second one, I just said, OK, we're not going to wait. We're going to start trying because I just I didn't want to give myself time to think about anything or, or try to find answers or any of this. I just I just said, right, we want to have a family. We'll just go for it and we'll try again. In my head, I thought, OK, that's it. It happened twice now it will be our time and then we fall pregnant again and there was another miscarriage unexplained and very early and so even more painful because I just thought in my head it's not possible that someone will have three recurrent miscarriages that's not that's not possible but it happened again and uh, yeah every time it's getting more difficult to what do we do now what what we can do differently what are we doing wrong <laughs> so doctors couldn't give us any answer and 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 then we started to try and get more um, tests but on the system in england as you probably know there are some tests that they don't do. Mm-hmm. So we start to investigate what we could do to get those tests that we couldn't do uh, on the NHS, and that's when it starts getting more difficult because um, you know people around you try; they they want to help you, but they don't know what to say. And 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 everybody kept on saying me, "You should go and try IVF," but we were getting pregnant we got pregnant three times quite fast i'd say and 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 the doctors were kept on saying just keep on trying now it happened three times it probably won't happen again you you'll get your baby
0: yeah i i hear that a lot as well you know keep trying keep going you know it will happen you can't yeah. have this many in a, in a row and it's like, well, then why are there so many of us?
1: Yeah. I just I just don't understand why the system, I don't know how it is, where you live, but here, I mean, also it's frustrating when you hear the answer, oh, because of your age, we can do that for you. Like even if you would like to try um, to have to go the IVF route um, on the NHS, we wouldn't be able to because of my age. Uh, I mean, there is some places in UK which I think is not acceptable at all. Some um, addresses because they they. Um, this I don't know. It's like a lottery, you know. Some areas in UK they do it until you're forty-two. Some areas they do it until you're forty, and in the area where I live, it's thirty-six. So um I would have to move my address, live <laughs> somewhere else. Then, then I probably could. I would have another two years to try, but there is no guarantee that IVF could help us because we we got pregnant eight times. Wow. So at, so at the moment, we are on eight miscarriages. And um, one of them, um, in September 2021, we we were pregnant and we were about to go on holiday. And I was thinking, shall we just cancel everything? Because... If we fly, maybe something will happen. And the doctor said, "Don't be silly. Go and enjoy your holiday. Relax. Everything will be fine. Flying is not a problem. Flying is not causing miscarriage." So I thought, okay, we go on our holiday. We will enjoy it with the baby, and uh, hopefully everything will be fine. So we went to my to my country. We went to see my doctor. We could see the heart of the baby. I mean, we couldn't hear, we could see flickering of the heart and it was magical. It was really, we were really happy. And um, then coming back after our holidays, we were um, in Spain then, and um, we went for a walk. So we were staying um, a week in Spain before coming back to England and I felt something wasn't right. Uh, So we went to the hostel to check. I was bleeding already. And and when they did the scan, they said there is no heartbeat. Again, um, we were eight and a half weeks. And um, so I decided that this time I wanted them to... um, see if there was any investigation they could do and, and they said okay we can do that so they um, sent it for uh, analysis and it was a girl they <sighs> could see it was a girl and um, she had one extra chromosome so, when I got the results back, I started to panic because I thought there is something wrong with me that I'm giving my babies an extra chromosome and and that's why I'm having all of those miscarriages and And then the doctor said no this is this is one off because we had we've been tested me and my husband um so um." We had DNA tests and um, they checked for incompatibility as well. And it was all normal. So that was probably one off. That's what the doctor said. Um, And then since then, we had a couple of other miscarriages very early, like four and a half weeks and five weeks. And there was no, we don't know what, what was uh, why why it happened so there's only one this only one we know it i miscarried because it it was um the baby had one extra chromosome we wouldn't survive anyway that's well, what they said
0: yeah yeah and it doesn't help you any when they say oh you know it's probably just this one there's no like the other one yeah not it's so rare and it's yeah i yeah. always find that very yeah young confronting like it's just like that's not helpful
1: no so only in 2022 july after the miscarriage i had in june i said to my husband we need to go and do something I mean, I don't want to be waiting for um, the UK system to help us or see what the doctors can do, which type of exams they can do and tests. I mean, I want to go to the bottom of it and see if there is something more we can do or which different types of tests we can do. And I started to read a lot about which doctor we could see and, and where we could go and who could help us. I mean, I was just desperate. I wanted to do something and go to someone that could give me answers and 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 would be keen to help us. Because with the NHS, I just felt like, you know, every time you go for an appointment, it's three months wait or more. And then I was about to be 40 and I don't want to be sitting waiting while I can get pregnant again and lose another baby with no answers. Yeah. I mean, like, if, if there is anything I can take to help, I'll just do it. But I need to know and I need a doctor to prescribe it for me. So that's when we decided to go and see a private doctor. And we have multiple investigations and tests and defense and, and it was confirmed that I have um, natural killer cells activity elevated. Also was discovered that my thyroid is uh, working in a different way. So I'm on levothyroxine. Then they put me on hydroxychloroquine and steroids and aspirin. So we're trying everything um, we possibly can. And um, my husband also had some... Uh, tests done and and he was advised to change his um, supplements um, diet so that was that was good we got good results for him after three months and so then we got cleared to try again and and we got pregnant in October 2022 again that was the eighth of sign and And I thought, now we are covered because we are taking all this medication, steroids, aspirin, and seeing this doctor who is looking after us, we got better in lots of aspects, changed our diet, exercising. and you always hope that this then we did we did all these change, and now it's going to happen. And it was Halloween, we went out, um, we went for a weekend away with some friends. We, sh- we, I mean, very early, we shared the news with them because we just, we couldn't keep it. And the day after we got home, I started to feel a little bit weird, back pain. And and um, I went to see the doctor and it was another miscarriage. So that was the, the uh, first miscarriage we had under the private uh, doctor. And only after this miscarriage, he said, oh, there is something else we can try. So we will prescribe you that. And and the next time you're pregnant, you will try and we haven't been pregnant since. Mm. So we don't know. We have this extra medication now, but we don't know if it would work because we haven't been pregnant since.
0: Oh, well, I'm so sorry that's been your journey. that's that's quite a lot of loss and a lot to deal with. Um, yeah,
1: it's very difficult and it's it's difficult also um because you don't I mean, I finally found a community where I can talk to a lot of women who has been or is going through the same and but it's been a very lonely um journey.
0: I really hope you enjoyed the first part of this podcast. If you'd like to listen to the rest, please visit thejoyofsunflowers.com. Please note that all speakers, including experts and professionals, express information, views and opinions that should not be used to diagnose, treat, cure or prevent any medical conditions. If you have a medical issue, please consult a qualified professional. Speakers voice their own views, opinions and conclusions, and they may not reflect the views, opinions and conclusions of other speakers. Ella Rose, The Joy of Sunflowers and its sponsors may not endorse all or any of the views, opinions opinions or conclusions expressed